Hello, welcome to this Friday evening edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Um, this is the 100th episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. Um, I, I cannot believe I'm saying those words um, on May 1st, 2020. Um, I've said it so many times. I still can't believe that I'm still doing this and that I was able to, to get the opportunity to do this. To do this. Um, when I got the um, offer to come board this network and just give you guys daily Penguins content, well, now three times a week, of course, during this quarantine, but usually each day a week. Um, I'm, I'm grateful that a lot of you stick around and you guys listen to me blabber about whatever and just stutter, you know, mess things up and talk about this outstanding hockey team that we have here in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, I really, really do appreciate it. I really appreciate you guys sharing the podcast to your friends if you do or just listening to it. You know, if you make fun of me, you know, thank you thank you for that too. But um, it, it really, really is appreciative for how much you guys listen to me. And um, we're going we're gonna to keep the show rolling. Let's, here's to 100 more. Here's to way more than that. But um, happy May to you all. A lot of really cool stuff happening um, this month, I know. Um, it's kind of hard to say, but you know, just overall with no hockey, no National Star Wars Day is on Monday for you diehard Star Wars fans. Um, that's that's a big day, you know, especially since um, Star Wars The Clone Wars ends up finishing up on Disney+. Plus. Um, if you are a big Clone Wars fan, you know, I tweet about that every Friday when the episodes come out. That is the series finale, so um, be sure to hit me up about that if you guys want to. Then we also have Cinco de Mayo on May 5th, and then... Um, College graduations are in about a week or so. Uh, mine is in two weeks. Um, I, these four years absolutely flew by, and um, I'm, it's 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 pretty interesting how I, I graduate in two weeks. I guess that's the word that I can describe it. Well, maybe surreal, but you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty damn crazy that I graduate in two weeks. I still can't believe that I'm saying that to this day. But um, so for today's episode of the podcast, you know, we're going to continue our greatest moments in franchise history. We're going to close that out for this week. We may be doing some more of that next week, though I'm not really too sure. I'll have to see what um, other big things there are coming on this week. I do also for you guys later in this podcast, um, I have some other uh, cool tricks and treats for you guys. So um, we'll have that. But to start off today, there is a report um, from Larry Brooks, you know, the, the, the NHL's ideas just keep changing um, every day. Apparently, Larry Brooks of the New York Post, he says the NHL is now looking into playing all the games at the regular home arenas. Um, apparently, the players have like, have balked uh, from what he's been told. I'll just read that this. this is from Larry Brooks. He says, apparently, they're dealing with a maraud of hypotheticals, but it is believed that the players have pushed back on the prospect of spending months in a hotel apart from the families at the four, like, hubs for the division um, for the division capitals for the game. So, um, not really sure if, I don't know who leaked that. I don't know if that's true, but if that is true, um, that's just, that, that's just, that's just not going to happen. You are not going to play the games at the regular, all the arenas with all the hotspots that are still currently in this country. I, I it, 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 some of them will still be there. If you resume the season in June, in July or August or whatever the hell you want to resume it. I just don't think it's possible. Their best course of action would have to be the four cities that are not hotspots because you're not, you cannot play at all the arenas and resume the regular season and expect that some of these hotspots are just going to magically go away in a month or something. It's just not going to happen. Um, that's wishful thinking. Um, they, they, I think they're better suited off for the other idea. I understand a lot of the players do not want to be away from their families that long. You know, 100% get that. There is nothing wrong with 
with that, I mean, you know, during the usually during a regular during the season when it's just normal, um, you're when you're home, you know, you're with your family. You know, sometimes you're you're still able to see them like way more often. But you know, of course, with these times, you know, it would it would just it would be a lot. But um, the situation is very very fluid. I, I I know I'm on repeat mode when I say that. I just I always say it. But you know, it, it's just. The thing, my, my one of my best friends, Marcus, told me this on today. He's been one of my best friends going back to middle school, probably even earlier than that. Um, Marcus8771 on Twitter. Please give him a follow. He's truly one of my really good friends. He basically told me today, you know, the idea changes every day. And, um, you, know, you know, basically I know I clap back, you know, you know, can't wait for the new one tomorrow because that's what it's going to be at this point. There's 100% going to be a new idea coming in the next week. You'll probably see it on Insider Trading with Bob McKenzie, Pierre Lebrun, Darren Dreger. I'm sure it'll be in Elliot Freeman's 31 Thoughts. He had some good stuff in his 31 Thoughts this week about the um, – the league and all that. Um, one interesting, um, now that I was talking about that, one interesting thing that he brought up would be to televise practices if the, if we get practices back and if we get the season back and would people watch. And um, I 100% believe that people would watch practices. Um, me personally, I would tune in for a little bit. You know, I, I probably wouldn't watch the whole thing for 45 minutes to 50 minutes. I mean, may, maybe I would if I'm, you know, school will be out. I don't really, I wouldn't really have much to do considering, you know, all my finals are basically next week, next weekend. I mean, I have a final paper due next week. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I would have nothing to do, but still, I don't think I could watch 45 to 50 minutes of just practice though. I, I do think other people would though, because you know, it's sports and you know, we've been deprived without sports for getting close to two months now. Um, we got a glimpse of some sports back with the NFL draft last weekend. That was really, really great to have. But, um, you know, I, I really do feel like a lot of people would, because like, you know, it's like actual people are like players, you know, on the ice, skating with their teammates, practicing like in a mini training camp. And it would just be like, I think a sense of hope and victory for like a lot of people that, you know, we're getting through this and, you know, we, we will continue to get through this, but you know, it, it, I think that's just what people will get out of it. So, um, I, I really th- would, would be interested to see if they actually do televise the practices um, I mean, personally, like I said, I think they would, um, I think it's a pretty good idea. You know, I'll tune in for about maybe 15 to 20 minutes. Maybe each time there is a practice, you know, you don't get, you probably won't catch me, um, <laughs> tuning in for 45 to 50 minutes if they have a practice. And, um, are they going to do each practice every day during the week? Um, cause it's considering that it's going to be at least a three week training camp to ramp everyone up considering that we've been out of the league now for basically a month, um, almost two months now, basically a month. I can't believe I said that. Basically two months now. It's like crazy to think about that, how this is just um, flown by. But yeah, I just wanted to get that across to you guys for this week, you know, just to talk about Larry Brooks's new article with that idea. Again, plan, we all know there will be no fans in the arenas. That's not coming back until the start of next season, maybe even early next year. Who knows at this point? No one really knows. But if the NHL is to resume the season and play play the playoffs, regular season, whatever, everyone knows there are not going to be fans. But I just I think it's just too risky to do the regular all the regular home arenas even without no fans, considering how much arena staff works there. You know the training staff, the coaches, the medical staff, just. Everyone involved at, at the game day operations there, I just think it might be too much, especially in the cities that are just hotspots still and that will continue to be hotspots. I just, I don't see it. So, um, you know, like I said, like Marcus also said to me, you know, changes, uh, the idea changes each day and I'm sure we'll continue to get another idea um, next week and then the week after and then the week after until uh, maybe they run out of ideas.
Also, everyone, um, do you all like Postmates? You know, if you're like me, you'll probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. You know, I'm a foodie. You know, that's why I love using Postmates, especially during this time when you're supporting local businesses. But I love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or opening the door, given what's going on. Like I said, you know, they've created non-contact delivery. So now when I order from local restaurants, every, everything gets left right outside my door. So for you guys, for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100, you guys, a free delivery credit for your first seven days. I'm not going to lie, that's pretty damn good. So to start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON, all caps. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, just, you know, Postmate it, baby. All right, so... For this segment of the Lockdown Penguins podcast and for the next one as well, we're going to be finishing up our greatest moments in franchise history. Um, and these these are a lot, man. But um, I think for today, you know, we we did a couple of uh, big Mario Lemieux moments for you guys yesterday. Um, today, we're going to do the Sidney Crosby comeback uh, game, his former concussion against the New York Islanders. Just, you know, what a what a or, oh, I, I can't even put it to words just how awesome that was you know I remember exactly where I was for that um about what was I 13 14 years old getting ready to go to hockey practice that was when I was playing what Bantam or like house league or something you know I didn't really make it that far so in case you guys um were wondering about my hockey playing career um I was thinking about playing for my high school then I thought I decided against it because um well one I don't think I would have made the team and, you know, I just realized that I kind of sucked. So, um, anyways, you know, I remember right where I was. I turned on the TV. You know, I almost had a tear rush down my eye because this was the, this was the comeback. You know, this, everything has led up to this moment to get him to get Crosby back just to see what he's made of. And he he didn't disappoint. You know, he, I'll just I'll never forget it. You know, a little more than five minutes into the first period just comes racing down the ice, goes to his backhand and just makes the Islanders goaltender just look like a complete buffoon. And I remember that I, I, I have it in my head. We're going to play the clip. The house just came down. His reaction. You, 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 if you all know Sidney Crosby and the way he celebrates his goals, um, you know, sometimes there's not like too much emotion there at times. He just says like, he just, you know, nods his head, you know, sometimes we'll do a fist pump or whatever. This was, this was the celebration of all celebrations for Sidney Crosby. Um, the whole fuck yeah right after the fist pump. Um, that's easily one of my favorite Sidney Crosby celebrations um, of all time. And we will play the clip here for you guys from Jim Houston of Hockey Night in Canada of this just amazing goal. And just, you know, he- hear the response that the crowd gave, gave him because um, it, it was all, all obviously so well-deserved and just absolutely outstanding. Cosby's back on. Derek England off the defense, moves the puck to center. Here's Cosby with a burst of speed up the middle, gets up and scores! Just know he do something like that. Oh man, I just I you get chills when he does it. You just you straight up simply get chills when that goal is scored. Um, it made me fall in love with the sport even more. You know, especially with this team even more. 
Um, I just, I, I wish, I wish I was around on Twitter at that moment because I would have, I would have wished, I wish I could have seen what the, everyone would have said because, um, and not only would have, it would have brought the whole hockey community together. Um, I would just wish I could have seen what Penguins Twitter would have said at the time, because, um, like I said, that's easy. One of the greatest moments in Penguins history, just, um, the way he was able to come back and the way he was able to elevate his team that night, score that goal, look like just the vintage Cindy Crosby that we all know and that nothing almost looked like that nothing had ever happened. Just, oh man, like I said, it just, it gives you chills. And, um, that's, that'll always be one of my favorite moments of the Cindy Crosby era. Um, especially, you know, when I look back on after he retires, when I don't know if that's going to be five, six, seven years from now. Um, like I said, it's easily going to be one of my favorite moments, um, ever. And, you know, just, like hearing the arena just go crazy they have the sid signs the white the sid signs of the i think they were white or whatever um the towels were flying you know just the music you know him going right over to mark andre Fleury, giving him a fist pump at the time um you know di- didn't like jim houston said you know didn't you just know this was going to happen you know um from it looked like when mike lang was saying it yesterday about mario lemieux's goal you know it was one against the world, you know, him against the world and the whole world is watching because the whole world really was watching Sidney Crosby come back to see if he would do something just truly special. And, um, he didn't disappoint. (laughs) He definitely, definitely, um, did not disappoint there. And, um, yeah, I will always look back on this as one of my favorite moments in Penguins history. Um, I know it's more recent and I know there's so many other moments that we can look at that are potentially better than this but you know to me this just it speaks to me just because of the impact that it had on me and um just so many other fans at the time and just seeing the reaction in the crowd and just seeing Sid Crosby's reaction with the fuck yeah celebration with his fist pump you know it just you know how much it meant to him and just the whole team in general and everyone because you know we're getting you know you're getting the savior back the guy who was partly responsible for saving this franchise and, you know, not making sure that it goes anywhere because, you know, without Sidney Crosby, who knows what happens to the Penguins um, franchise. So, all right. So we'll finish this um, greatest moments in franchise history off with another way more recent one. Um, I think this one is arguably the best moment in franchise history. Um, Top three for a lot of people, you know, game seven, 2017, Eastern Conference Final, you know, the next goal, whoever gets it goes to the Stanley Cup Final. And, you know, who else but, you know, our old friend Chris Kunitz was able to, yeah, you know, with the game of his life during that season, he was not playing well in the playoffs that year. You know, he was still playing, but, you know, just not up to where he usually was. You know, his his play had fallen off a cliff uh, ever since he was just a mainstay on Crosby's line, scoring 25, 30 goals a season. But, um, this goal here, I will play for you guys right here. Double overtime, biggest one of the biggest moments in franchise history. Arguably, like I said, the greatest moment in franchise history. Jerry turns away from Clayson, up the boards, able to touch it back. Schultz got it across. Here's Cole, shovels one on now. Kunitz fed one in front, and that one was tipped up high. Is trying to make a pass toward the net or tip it there. And coming to the bench now is Benino. Now it's Sheary. That one came off Stahlberg. It's Schultz working it back in deep. Fresh from the bench, it's Crosby. Crosby on Kunitz and Schultz. Penguins win it. And they go to the final. 
So yeah, I mean that one. I'm not gonna play the horn for <clears throat> excuse me, however however long else it goes. But yeah, it's just it still brings chills. You know, it was a knuckle uh, puck basically right over Anderson. You know, it looks like he barely saw it. You know, to this day, just like he couldn't get a read on it. And you know, that's all she wrote with that double overtime. You know, I thought at the time that this was just going to keep on going, you know, because you all know how Ottawa loves to trap, you know, that's, that's the Senators thing, you know, that's, that's what they're best at. But, um, man, that was just, that was crazy. Um, the moment the stakes were so high, you know, you lose and you're, you're back to back is, is nothing, you know, the winner goes on to play Nashville and, you know, Chris Kunitz, what a way to go out, you know, and with his, you know, especially like with his career, you know, that's, Probably, like I said, the greatest moment of his career, you know, makes him a four-time Stanley Cup champion. I still can't believe Chris Kunitz has won four Stanley Cups. I always forget that he had that um, first one was with the uh, the Ducks, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, you know, that does it for, you know, for this segment. Um, I just, you know, that was a lot of fun, you know, to bring, you know, four, four of the greatest moments, I think, in franchise history. And I, hope, I think we may do this again next week. You know, like I said, I'm going to look to see on the calendar, you know. Uh, just what else other moments I'll do. You know, there's plenty of other ones. Hell, I might do a free agent signing that I think is a great moment. I have plenty more ideas uh, coming next week if I decide to do this too. All right, so for this last little segment of the uh, Locked on Penguins podcast, we actually just had an Elliot Friedman article that was published about the uh, early draft memo. Apparently, it was just sent to teams about the draft. Basically, um, the memo states that uh, whatever they decide to do, there is no way under these circumstances for us to maintain the status quo. Apparently, the NHL is arguing that the best case scenario would see the Stanley Cup awarded in early to mid-September at the earliest. That will leave a short window for the lottery and the draft before moving on to all other necessarily business business before the 2020-2021 season, which we now could be in December. I still cannot believe that they would potentially start the season in December, but then... And this is, you know, this is directly from Elliot Freeman. So um, apparently it was the worst case scenario, of course, which is, you know, they have to make the decision to cancel the remainder of the season. And then apparently Elliot Freeman writes, they would be faced with having to schedule a draft lottery and stage a draft at some uncertain time prior to resuming play for um, the next, the next season. I think for the draft, they may just have to do with the, um, the NFL does, you know, yeah, what the NFL does. The NFL did with with their whole quarantine draft, where you know, I think they did an outstanding job with Trey Wingo in studio. You know, he's basically the only one anchoring it. Then you have all the guys at home. You know, we all know our thoughts on Morgan McFarland. He's kind of a nut job, but you know, you had um, Mel Kiper and you had Adam Shafter and you had Chris Mortensen, and and then on ABC you had Kirk Herbstreit and. and Reese Davis and, you know, Ian Rappaport on NFL Network. And, you know, it was just, it was really, really, really well done, I thought. But so later in this article, I'll just read this here. So to make it as fair as possible, the league has suggested to use each team's point percentage to determine the order of selection in the draft. So that's okay. That makes sense. Changing the lottery format for this season only, picking just one winner, and limiting any move up to a maximum of four spots. Okay, that's not too bad. For conditional trades, the league would propose solutions. The teams would have seven days to either reform the deal on terms acceptable to both or accept the NHL's um, idea. So, uh, interesting. You know, those ideas honestly aren't too uh, far-fetched. Also, excuse my Discord notifications there. I thought those were muted. But, um, you know, those ideas honestly aren't, you know, I think those are standard in my opinion. I don't really think they're too, too bad. If you guys want to read the rest of the article, there's a few um, more paragraphs on it. Elliot Freeman does a very, very good job. Um uh, just read the article. He just posted it on Twitter at um, 
as this recording right now, it's 9.19 p.m. He published this at 9 o'clock. So um, I'm just, I was just looking at this on Twitter, and I thought it would be cool to read you guys this. So um, thank you guys uh, so much for listening to this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Like I said, 100 episodes. I can't thank you all enough um, for listening to this um, and just supporting the, uh, the show and supporting me. Just, you know, like I said, you know, blabber about the team, blabber about my life, blabber about anything that's going on during these hard times. You know, I'm glad that you guys are able to take 20 minutes out of your day to still listen to this or you know if you download and can't listen to my voice maybe it's three three to five minutes <laughs> you know who knows at this point but um like i said i really do appreciate it um i love a lot i love each and every one of you that listens to the show and you know there's this is like i said this is only getting started with 100 episodes here's to 100 more and many many more um after that so follow me on twitter at hunter hodies follow the show is twitter at lo underscore penguins and Uh, We will talk to you all on Monday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe, and um, we will continue to get through this together.